Hello, my name is John Cray, President and CEO of the Manufacturer and Business Association. On today's program, we will hear from a business owner regarding the importance and some of the challenges when it comes to being able to continue to offer health insurance as a benefit for his employees, and again, why it's so important to him as well as his employees and their families. We're also going to have our Senior Director of Public Affairs, Jesri Friend, back for an update on some of our most recent efforts to bring back association health plans as an option to local employers here in Pennsylvania. So let's go ahead and get right into it. First, it's truly my pleasure to welcome Jim Willits, co-founder and president of Machining Concepts to today's program. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. And if you would, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your organization. Well, thanks, John. Uh, Machining Concepts, we started about 26 years ago. We're a high precision uh, contract machining company. We do work for the aerospace, medical, uh, high pressure valve uh, energy markets, do a lot of mechanical type components and uh, work with a lot of skilled machinists with CNC equipment. And a lot of our business has to do with trying to attract the right individuals with the right skills to, to be successful. We've been uh, blessed with a lot of uh, good people and a lot of good customers over the past years. And uh, that's kind of what we do. Very good. Well, Jim, again, it's it's been a pleasure working, you, working with you uh, for so many years. And thank you again for joining us on what is a, a very important topic and something that we as an organization have putting, been putting a lot of time and effort into. Again, we can talk about this stuff, but, but we so appreciate your being with us today. Let's start out with, uh, with your experience. What have you guys been seeing over, in particular over the last couple of years when it comes to your annual renewals, when, uh, when it comes to health insurance? What have you guys been seeing just in general terms as far as costs and that sort of thing? Well, in general terms, over the past two, three, four years, we've had increases anywhere from 15 to 30%. Those increases, uh, we've been a part of a, a plan where it used to be that we were had our own group and uh, had some control over it. When that ended, we were no longer grandfathered into the older plans. We had to come into more in the general market. And with only having about 25 to 30 employees, that's made it pretty difficult. So we've kind of had to take what's there. Sure. And so the increases have been uh, have been substantial. Well, Jim, again, what you've just shared uh, as far as that 15 to 30 percent increase is very common across the across our membership. What we've been hearing out there, um, even in some instances, in excess of of 30 percent increases. And and uh, if you could share with us uh, again in general terms, but what are some of the things that you've done both as an organization, but also working with your your employees uh, when it's come to being able to handle some of those those uh, increases or modify what it is that you're offering to be able to continue to make health insurance benefits available as part of your compensation program? Well, the one thing is the contract machining business is very competitive. And so we've got to look at controlling our costs at all times. And so in looking at the healthcare plans, one of the things we we did is we looked at plans that had higher deductibles. And at the same time, we wanted to try to keep the, the benefit package the same for our employees uh, so that they didn't have to incur a lot of additional costs. So we have a fairly young workforce. And so one of the things that worked for us and we what we resorted to 
is we self-insured uh, the, the deductibles. I think that's been pretty common with some individuals and, and different companies. But what that did for us is because we've got a young uh, workforce that doesn't have a lot of general usage in healthcare and so forth, we were able to help control our costs by, by doing that. And uh, that, works, that works well, although you can get those blips where someone has an emergency or someone has a, has a problem and then it, then it can uh, add up a little bit. But that's the one thing we had to do is to bear the risk. Sure. Uh, where that risk was, was taken care of by insurance in the past, now we have to self-insure that part of it and we, we incur the risk, which has worked out well for us over the past years, but doesn't guarantee that it'll continue in the future. Yeah, and we're hearing uh, that's obviously very common, um, especially you know, in, in this tight labor market. You know, it's it's certainly challenging, challenging to find good people in and of itself. But but when you've got an opportunity to grow or, you know, to retain those quality folks, the need to to maintain that. Um, you know, we've heard we've heard some of our our members out there going so far as to sharing the cost of the premium. You know, certain percentage that sort of thing to help to offset it. But just getting very creative with trying to figure out how to handle some of those some of those increases. So when it comes to being able to continue to offer this as a benefit, why is it so important to you guys? I mean, it's it's not only is it the right thing to do, but what are some other reasons that you feel it's so critical to be able to continue to offer this as, as part of your compensation program? I can relate some experiences over the past couple of years. One of those is whenever you have a potential person come in that you're interviewing for a job, of course, you want to know their their skills and their backgrounds and so forth, but it isn't long before it turns to the types of benefits that they've had in the past and what their family situation is and the types of benefits that they they need to uh, have employment. And there's been several times where we've brought individuals in and the health care that we're able to afford or that we're able to offer uh, doesn't line up with what uh, their needs are on a family basis or an individual basis. And therefore, even though they may be a very good employee, they could be very skilled, it's a real challenge to sometimes make that match uh, to have them uh, become employed with you. So it's been difficult sometimes to get the right individuals when the healthcare doesn't line up as a, as a, as a big part of the package. And one of the things that goes with that is as a smaller employer with a lot of the plans, it seems that in many cases, the family benefit is, is very expensive and sometimes almost seems unproportional. And uh, so when some individual comes in and needs a full family membership into some type of health care, as a company, we can cover the individual and we do that with 80-20 with the premiums and so forth. But as a, uh, as a family, when they have to contribute uh, some more towards that, that premium, that's where it can be very difficult. So that's it's it's very important for attracting the right individuals and getting the skilled people uh, that we need to be able to grow the business. Sure. We've we've heard from some of our members, Jim, right along those same lines. And even looking back as as recently as you know maybe five, six, seven years ago, where obviously health insurance has always been a valuable benefit. But it seems like in particular over the last three, four years, application candidates are coming in. And that's a huge part of that, that interviewing discussion 
They want to know how does the health insurance work beyond, you know, what's my hourly rate and what are some of the other benefits? So it is obviously uh, being viewed both by the employer and the employee when it comes to part of that decision making. Can you speak a little bit, Jim, to the uh, to the value of the retention as far as, again, why it's so important to you guys for your existing employees as well? So not only to attract quality, but but to retain those those good folks that you've had for so long. Well, the number the number one thing that helps retain employees is is to have people that are involved, people that are challenged in your business, people that, uh, you know, have good work satisfaction and one of the things that goes along with that is they've got to be comfortable with what they're uh, doing at the company. They've got to feel like they belong. Uh, if they've got a family, the family life has got to be in accord with their job and everything kind of has to line together. And so one of the biggest things that we find that happen to individuals, if they have a healthcare problem in the family or themselves and so forth, that's a tremendous disruption. And so having good health care, good health care benefits for an employee to ease that, that burden on them, to ease that strain or that on, on anything that happens with them, knowing that if they run into a situation where they need good health care, that that coverage is there for them, just helps make it so much easier for them. Uh, it relieves their stresses and it's so important for the long-term, uh, for the long-term type employee. And uh, for a company like ours, when skills are so so critical to what we do, employee retention is huge. Well, Jim, uh, on behalf of, of our listeners, on behalf of our organization, I can't thank you enough for sharing what you've just, just given to us here this morning. What you've given us is a perfect example of what's, what's kind of created the fuel for the fire for us when it comes to the time and effort that we've been putting into making AHPs available as an option once again both for our members and for their employees, because it's just as we're sitting here with you today, we're putting a face to this. It's it's not it's not a matter of, of part of a compensation program. It's part of you as the owner and the founder of the organization needing to be able to attract good employees and needing to be able to keep and retain those that have helped you to build the organization. Equally important, we picture that that employee that's sitting next to you that you need to go to and that employee then goes home and can say to their spouse and their kids, hey, we got a great plan here. Uh, we're going to be covered. Everything's going to be good. So, again, thank you so much for putting a, uh, a face and a story to our effort. Um, we greatly appreciate it. And, and, again, we're here for you guys and wish you continued success. So thank you for being part of our program this morning. You're welcome, John. It was a pleasure. All right. Well, as we said at the outset, we've got some things that we want to update everybody on since we were last together with Jezri Friend, our Senior Director of Public Affairs here at the MBA when it comes to bringing AHPs back to Pennsylvania. Jezri, welcome back. Looking forward to hearing what you have to share this morning. Thanks, John, and, and appreciate your uh, insight there, Jim. I, this is really important that you bring out those real-world numbers. Part of my work is I deal with the legislators and I deal with the, gov the governor's staff, and right now the Pennsylvania Insurance Department is telling us or, or have told us previously that, hey, small businesses are only experiencing a 2% increase in the small group market. Anecdotally, I know this to be very much untrue because I speak to members just like yourself very regularly. And now I really appreciate your willingness to share, hey, it's significantly more than a 2% increase and we need this relief now. Um, as we know, as all our employer members, they wanna provide health insurance 
Uh, but these small businesses, they're just at a competitive disadvantage with larger employers. Um, to note, this, you know, uh, Jim's story, John, anecdotally is consistent with our recent government affairs survey. And again, thank you everyone who participated in that. You know, when we asked our members what keeps you up at night, 88%, the number one response cited the high cost of group health insurance. Um, this is consistent with last year and just reinforces why association health plans are such a priority for our organization. And the last part of that was many employers expressed frustrations with the rising health insurance cost. And when they asked, hey, what did you do to keep it manageable? It was really consistent with Jim's responses saying they were sharing the cost of the increase with the employees. Um, they were also moving to higher deductible plans. And several survey takers actually indicated uh, actually about one third of the employer's ability to provide raises or bonuses for their employees because these costs have gotten so high for them. Um, so I do appreciate Jim's comments to, like you said, put a, a name and a face to some of these numbers, um, but this is a real thing. As far as some of the updates on our end that everyone should be aware of is really good news, everyone. Great news. We've actually greatly increased our coalition statewide. Several other new member organizations, trade organizations, just like the Manufacturing Business Association, is now partnering with our efforts um, to make these possible and infiltrating uh, their areas of influence. The other significant update is House Bill 555. This is actually replacing House Bill 550 for those we're still keeping track there. Um, it's an actual better version of our previous version. And the great news is we have more bipartisan support, seemingly more support from the insurance department and the insurance committees. We've met with the, both the Senate and the House insurance chairman, uh, as well as their staff. And this is looking very positive right now. We fully anticipate to get a vote in committee in the coming month or two tops. Um, so that is really the, the big news. Uh, and the last thing I'll say, John, as an update, as we're coming up on the end of our time here, is uh, this new legislation. We have over 40, over 40 legislators across the state have now actually put their pen, their name to paper and said, we will co-sponsor this legislation. We'll put our names behind it. And that is a bipartisan piece. There is both Republicans and Democrats in both the House and the Senate saying this needs to help small businesses and we need to do it now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we would, Jezri, thank you for that. Um, for those that, that weren't able to join us for, for our last uh, program here a few weeks ago, again, our goal is to get this introduced uh, through committee and then up for a vote as soon as, uh, you know, May uh, and, and into the or prior to the summer session. So it's aggressive. But thanks to, to folks like Jim joining us for today's program to Jezri and our other association groups and all of our members that have joined the coalition. Uh, if you would please go to our website, www.mbausa.org. You'll see information there. Not asking for a dime, just asking you to sign on. We can keep you posted on what we're doing. And also there's a spot there if you would be so kind as to take a moment. And if you wanna share an example, just as Jim did with us verbally here today, with what you're experiencing, that will just give us that much more fuel to uh, to talk to the legislators with. And again, that will be uh, kept in confidence. Uh, it would not be used without your approval. So that stays in house, but it gives us examples. So Jezri, thank you for the update. All good stuff, more to come. Uh, we will continue to keep you guys posted. So Jim, Jezri, thank you so much for being part of today's program. To our listeners, thank you all for joining us for today's program. This is John Cray and the Business Today with the MBA on Money Radio WPSE signing off.